And I have no idea why. I was hitting another upper limit. I was afraid of changing. I was afraid of not having the things to complain about anymore. I liked complaining about money. I enjoyed complaining that I didn't have enough money. I enjoyed, you know, not knowing the people that I knew now. Like these people were leading me to new people, leading me to new people, leading me to new friends, leading me to new groups of people. Every time I went to these events, I kept meeting new people, growing and expanding. My expansion of my inner being was getting bigger and bigger. And I hit an upper limit. I didn't know it that at that moment, three days later, that event, I did know what was happening. But when I woke up that morning, I just thought... I was using the tools against me and I thought again, this doesn't feel right, quote unquote, I shouldn't go. Welcome girls to the Get Up Girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. Those darn secret upper limits. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Get Up Girl. Today's show is all about upper limits and taken from my favorite book, one of my favorite books, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. If you've never read that book or if you read it before, I highly recommend that you do read it, listen to the audio or listen and read it again and again, because it's one of those books that you put in your arsenal. You have your top five favorite books. And I highly recommend that it's one of those top five and that you bring it out every so often, because when you hit new upper limits and you change and you grow and you grow through the chrysalis, that is when the butterfly is in its cocoon and it's like pushing out and pushing out to become this beautiful butterfly. We hit and explode through a new upper limit, a new glass ceiling. And every time you hit a new one, you're a whole new person and you're going to feel different. And that's when you want to read this book again. Today's show is titled Upper Limits Will Kill Your Dream. A couple days ago, I got my boyfriend to watch Tony Robbins' I'm Not Your Guru. And that is one of my favorite documentaries on Netflix. Again, if you haven't watched it or you've watched it, I highly recommend that you watch it or watch it again. I've watched it about five times and every time I watch it, I cry. I feel inspired. It gets me riled up and he really enjoyed it. He's like, oh, I've never known anything about Tony Robbins. This is so cool. And I just wanted to explore that with him. And he was curious. It got me thinking about when I went to go see Tony Robbins and that was the beginning of my self-development. This was more than 10 years ago. And I want to tell you two stories about upper limits for me and challenge you and get you to ask yourself, do you have the same questions? Are you limiting yourself and their secret agendas, their secret limitations. You don't even know they're there because you will lie to yourself and lie to the death so that you will make yourself not wrong. And I want to talk about that today. 
So more than 10 years ago. And I was trying to remember like, what year was it? I don't remember, but it was a long time ago. And I signed up for UPW with Tony Robbins, which stands for Unleash the Power Within. That's his like entry level event. And now he's doing it virtually, you know, due to the pandemic. But when he did it in person, the last time I saw it, it was huge, maybe 10, 15,000 people. And when I attended, it was maybe a couple thousand people. So it was a little smaller, yet it was still large to me. And I've been to events before that were life-changing and uh, mindset and self-development. This was on a whole new scale. And it was in San Jose. And so it was a plane right away, maybe a couple hours away. And so it took some doing in order to get to this event. I invited my mom to go with me. About a month before I invited her and she's like, sure, okay, let's get a plane ticket. It was like an easy yes and we committed. The morning happens as we wake up to get onto the plane and I find myself looking for every reason in the book not to go. I was looking to my mom to make me talk myself out of it. She also was trying to talk herself out of it. I mean, we were both looking at each other, hitting upper limits, wanting the other to talk ourselves out of it. And I could feel this draw of just go, get on the plane, just go. And I so didn't want to go. I didn't want to go. Yet I did want to go. Every choice to get there. Well, we're going to be late. By the time we're going to miss the plane, that was one. The other thing is like, it didn't feel light. It felt very heavy to go. So I wanted to use that as an excuse. I was using the tools against me saying, oh, it's not meant to be because it doesn't feel good. So I don't think we're supposed to go. Have any of you ever used that one? It must not be meant to be because it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. There's a difference between awareness and hitting an upper limit Knowing that you're just BSing yourself. And the biggest question I get is, well, Joanna, how do you know the difference if you're lying to yourself or if it's awareness and really intuition of this is not for you? And I'm like, the more you build and build that muscle of awareness and consciousness, you will begin to know the difference. You may not at the beginning. You may like, I can't tell. Make the choice. Just make the choice and then take action. And then you will know and have the awareness if, if it was the tool used against you or if it was just actually your awareness and your intuition not to go. I hope that makes sense. Okay. Cause even as I was saying, I kind of lost what I was saying. We get on the plane, we get to the hotel and we're still trying to talk ourselves out of it. Okay. So now we're already in San Jose and we're like, okay, are you sure you want to do this? Okay. Are you sure you want to do this? I'm like, oh my God, I could feel my lower self pulling me out of it, pulling me out. And look, I've had so many clients where I see them pull themselves out. I see themselves choose the lower vibration and hit the upper limit and choose something and then not take action on it. How many of us have ever purchased something, a course a, a class and then never do it. You're like, well, I made the choice. Did you take action? We get into the taxi, we go to the hotel and we walk. It's like this big walk. We're still trying to talk ourselves out of it. We walk up and it just felt like so many people. 
just felt like, what am I doing here? And I started to change where I started to get excited. And I walk in and I'll, gosh, I remember this forever and ever. I think his name was Kulani, this big, tall Hawaiian man. I mean, he was the biggest, sweetest teddy bear of a man, dark skin, big smile. He must have been 6'5", 250, 300 pounds. And my mom and I walk up the stairs and into the big ballroom. And he walks up to us and says, hi, welcome to UPW. Are you excited? And we look at each other like, no, we're not excited. Our eyes were huge. What a change of where I've come to where I am today. Because now I'd walk in there as excited. I'd probably be working there with Kalani right there. And I said, yeah, it was like, a BS. Yeah. Yeah. And he could tell. And then he asked us both, are you going to walk on fire? Because you know, that's what Tony Robbins does. You walk on fire at UPW like the first night. And I remember to a T I said, quote unquote, hell no, I'm not going to walk on fire. Five hours later, I was walking on fire. I was walking on hot coals and it was the greatest up until that moment, experience of my life. And my mom, she has, well, she had arthritis and she did not go with me to walk on fire. And that was her upper limit. She was, she was not willing to, you know, go past that. After that first night, here comes the second night. And the second night I am hitting another upper limit. I was sitting in the chair thinking of every reason to get out of that ballroom, everything. And the reason I used was I'm hungry because if you've ever been to a Tony Robbins event, you don't really take breaks. And I was hungry. Okay. Now there was a difference between awareness of hunger and an excuse of hunger. And mine was an excuse to get the hell out of there because I was afraid to change. I wanted to stay on to my limiting beliefs. I wanted to stay on to my small, pathetic thinking and, oh, and I wanted to stay with my complaints and so I used the excuse of hunger and I went all the way back to the hotel room and I went into my hotel room and I fell asleep. It was probably like 6 PM and I fell asleep and I blacked out from the world. And now that I look at that, I can see that I, I hit the upper limit. My body was exhausted from so much expansion and change. It I gave myself grace for taking that nap. I actually fell asleep for the rest of the night. And the next thing I remember is my mom walked in. And she left a little early too. And so she was tired and she probably came back around 9 PM and he went to like midnight. So we ended up just going to bed and then went to the last day together. So I still took myself out in the middle of it, listening to my body yet. Was it really listening to my body or was it an upper limit? Looking at it now, I believe I know it was an upper limit because it was too much for me. I wasn't ready to change that much. Going to that event changed and expanded my life completely. I know that if I would have woken up that morning, my mom and I would have chosen not to go. I would be a different person I am today. That was the fork in the road or one of the many forks in many, many roads for me that led me on a new trajectory. From there led me to something else. And then that led me to something else. And then that, that led me to something else. 
a lot of times we are looking for the thing. We're looking for the one. And actually what we're looking for is the next thing to lead us to the next thing, to lead us to the next thing, to lead us to the next thing. We're actually looking for the next one that will lead us to the next one that will lead us to the next one. That's how I see men, you know, my past relationships. I was looking for the one and actually each one that I had was leading me to the next one and creating this person who I am today. And I am so incredibly grateful. And that's what the Tony Robbins event was. It was the next thing leading me to the next thing. A year later, I had a friend, she called me up and she invited me to this event called the Millionaire Mind Intensive. It's led by T. Harvecker. He is the author of Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. That's the title of the book. It's an easy read. That's another one I highly recommend. I don't have it in my arsenal of books, but I highly recommend it. It talks about how a millionaire thinks and their thermometer with, you know, how you set your thermostat, not your thermometer, your thermostat for where your financial reality lies. She invited me and it was a quick like, heck yeah, because she said, I know you're into self-development. I know you want to learn this stuff. Do you want to go? It's a free ticket. I'm like, heck yeah. So she's like, go to this website and it's free, yet you had to put in a deposit of $100. And they said, if you show up, all good, it's free. If you don't show up, your card will be charged $100. I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. I will choose that. And I said an easy yes. And here we go. Fast forward a month later. I wake up in that morning. I wake up that morning and I do not want to go to the Millionaire Mind Intensive. It was raining that morning. That was, and I love rain. That was one of the reasons that I didn't want to go. I, I was putting on my makeup and going so slowly because I was looking for any excuse not to go. And I have no idea why. I was hitting another upper limit. I was afraid of changing. I was afraid of not having the things to complain about anymore. I liked complaining about money. I enjoyed complaining that I didn't have enough money. I enjoyed, you know, <clears throat> not knowing the people that I knew now. Like these people were leading me to new people, leading me to new people, leading me to new friends, leading me to new groups of people. Every time I went to these events, I kept meeting new people, growing and expanding. My expansion of my inner being was getting bigger and bigger. And I hit an upper limit. I didn't know it that at that moment, three days later, that event, I did know what was happening. But when I woke up that morning, I just thought, I was using the tools against me and I thought again, this doesn't feel right, quote unquote, I shouldn't go. It feels very heavy. It's not meant to be. I don't think I should go. And I was doing everything to talk myself out of it. I was texting her, are you going? I mean, and then she was like, yeah, we're on our way. And I'm like, damn, okay, I can't use that excuse. Oh, it's raining. No, nope, I could still make it on time. Can't make, can't make that excuse. <laughs> Oh, uh, I have to go to work. No, I don't have to go to work. Okay, can't use that excuse. <laughs> I was looking for everything. I remember walking into the car. It was like, oh my God, is there anything else? I do not want to go to this event. I was using the tools against me. Do you use the tools against yourself? Oh, it's not meant to be. Oh, I, uh, I think God is trying to tell me that I shouldn't do it. I'm like, oh. We use, we do that a lot and we will talk ourselves out because we want to be right. We'd rather be right than feel good. 
I knew I wanted to be right rather than feel good and actually change the situation of my life. I get into the car and I drive to LAX, Los Angeles airport to this uh, Hilton or some big ballroom hotel. And there must have been at least a thousand people in this ballroom. And I walk in and I find my friend and she's with about 10 other people. So we have all these seats reserved and I'm sitting in the event. And as soon as it started, I took a big sigh and I'm like, I love this event. Thank God I chose it. Thank God I got in the car. Thank God I drove here. Thank God I'm here because it was phenomenal. Here's the thing. I didn't fully commit to that event. I had to leave twice on Friday and Saturday to go teach. And I still drove back to LAX. So I drove to LAX, drove back, drove to LAX, drove back, you know, to teach. I just kept going back and forth. I probably drove there and back about eight times in three days. That's how much I wanted to choose and choose it again And I know now that I was using to teach my classes as a a scapegoat. I was using as a precursor excuse just in case I didn't want to go back. So I didn't get a sub for my classes. Well, I got to teach. So I'm going to be late to this, this day. That's what I told all the people, those 10 people that we came with. And I see it now. If I really, really would have wanted it or I wasn't afraid of the upper limit and the change, I would have got a sub for that day and totally committed 100%. And I was using it as a little tool just in case I wanted to bounce and not come back. That last day on Sunday was completely magical. I think about it often. I was on such a high. I... That was like the Tony Robbins event times a hundred. And I was never, ever, ever the same after that event. And on that Sunday, I purchased from cash. I literally got cash. It wasn't on a credit card. I got cash and I purchased all their courses. And I fully, fully committed. And that next year, I took a different course every month for 12 months. I flew to New York. I flew to Canada. I went more here in Los Angeles. One event a month for four to five days each. Talk about expansion. Talk about change. I edify. I give so much credit to those courses and T. Harvecker for creating those because never, ever, ever was I the same from those courses. That one year of doing all those classes in my opinion, was equivalent to like a Stanford degree in myself. I got a master's degree in myself and in business. It was just boom. Talk about hitting through the glass ceiling and really expanding out what I knew I was capable of and who I was capable of being on this planet. And I ask you, are you using the tools against yourself In order to kill your dreams, by hitting your upper limits, by hitting these imaginary glass ceilings and using every reason in the book to talk yourself out of it. I see this so often. I see it in myself and I'm like pretty developed and I'm like, I am choosing this all the time. I'm creating these reason, excuse, stories, everything in the book to go, well... 
can't do that today. And I believe them. And a lot of times I'm like, ooh, Joanna, is this an upper limit? Ooh, am I hitting an upper limit? <gasps> With my team and I, this is in our diction. This is how we talk to each other. Like, ooh, I was hitting an upper limit. So I see that now and I'm going to move on for it. And many times it's like later after the fact that we're like, oh, hit my upper lip. And, uh, I hit my upper limit. <laughs> upper li lip. Upper lip it. <laughs> upper limit. And it's really cool that we can talk about this and then just go, okay, I see it now. I'm going to move on. And many people that I've noticed when you want to, I guess, um, open this possibility up to them, they want to fight back with the reasons and the stories and the justifications of why they didn't choose that. And I'm like, is it though? Is it really those reasons and justifications why you didn't choose it? Or is it that you just want to stay under your limit? And not one is right. And it's not wrong to do that. What I'm inviting you to is be aware of that you're choosing less than what you can actually create and do. I would like for you to be aware that you're choosing something different than actually what it is, what you would like and desire. Because if you have a dream and you're hitting that upper limit and using reasons and justifications to talk yourself out of it, that dream is being squashed and killed and being pushed to the side because you'd rather feel comfortable or you'd rather feel safe or you'd rather feel right. And are you willing to know that you're not wrong and have the awareness and go, wow, I'm hitting an upper limit here. Okay. That doesn't feel good. How do I change this? What can I be and do different today that can change this? Who do I know that I could pick up the phone and talk to that can help me shift this? What can I choose today that can help me break through this upper limit? What can I do today that will help me be aware more tomorrow when I have an upper limit? Questions really create answers make things solid, answers make things less than. Questions and curiosity create more. They create more possibilities. They open up new ways of being, new ways of thinking. I leave you with that. Are you using the tools against yourself in order to kill your dreams and thinking that the tools are helping you when you're actually using them not to create more in your life. If any of this sounds remotely cool or you are willing to hit that upper limit and bust through and change things and aware that you no longer wish to, to use the stories and justifications to talk yourself out of stuff, I am having a morning routine workshop. It's going to be on Saturday, April 24th. If you're listening to this, you know, in time, that is 2021. You can go to the getupgirl.net forward slash morning planning and sign up there and uh, choose it. Do you choose it? And then take action. Take action is showing up and then you choose it again. And then the next action is actually working the plan. You just keep choosing and taking action, choosing and taking action. And notice that, are you choosing, take act, and then you take action and then pause or end it. Like, no, keep choosing and take action. Choose and take action. Just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. 
You can always make a left, a right, up, down, circles. It doesn't have to look the same every single time. So if you're interested, you can swipe up too, and the link will be in the show notes. Show notes. I'm so incredibly grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you for listening. If this episode helped you in any way, please share it on your social media platforms. Tag me at Joanna Vargas Official. I would be so incredibly grateful so that this message can get out to more and more people out there on the planet, living their lives as human beings, trying to get by, right? We're just getting by. Or is there a possibility for more happiness and ease? Absolutely. Remember, if you want different, choose different. And remember to get back up. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully. Fully.